nyanyanya pa mba babwe zimbabwe <coughs> the broken bunsen burner burns so bright south jamie southeast asian peninsula hey, hey jamie yes i think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to Progressive today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome to part two of my conversation with Pooja Chengoiwala on her true crime book, Gangster on the Run, the story of Rahul Jadav, a reformed criminal who's now an ultra-marathoner. Okay, also in the writing of it, what I notice is that, you know, you've, you've kept yourself away. You know, you've, you've held back like that. So talk about that. I mean, I think there are a lot of great writers. I mean, I'm only starting off as a writer and this is only my second book. But if you read a lot of great writers, they will tell you that you must step off, you must hold back. I mean, the mark of a good writing is that you cannot recognize the narrator in it, right? I mean, mm. it's not my story and I wouldn't want to infiltrate into it. I mean, it's like corrupting the story by getting into it, right? I mean, mm. and social media, I do not really care for it. I mean... Please do not get me started on it. I can write <laughs> on how I hate social media and how polarizing it is. But uh, no, no, I mean, I think it's always good sense to step back unless the story really demands it. And this was not my story. So I did not have a place in it. I mean, it was pretty clear from day one. Okay, so you've you mentioned somewhere, right, you've mentioned that, you know, uh, In Cold Blood as one of the books that you really admire. Mm. And, uh, you know, so talk about that. Uh, true crime. I mean, actually, I've actually drifted from true crime because I was reading a lot of true crime earlier. And I think uh, Kapote is a phenomenal writer. I think Andrew is fantastic. In India, you do not have many true crime writers. But you have Meenal Bhagel has written a book. And of course, you have Hussain Saidi. But I'm, I'm drifting into a lot of, uh, you know, contemporary fiction, which was written uh, when it was contemporary at the time, mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. social real- realism. So I'm enjo- I, I've been reading Native Son by Richard Wright. There's Victor Frankl's mm-hmm. written Man's Search for Meaning. There's John Steinbeck, who's written about the migrant crisis that followed uh, the 1939 mm-hmm. Depression. So I've been reading a lot of that. But I think, yes, in India, there's a lot of space for true crime and people must yes. get into uh, writing it, but then it's you require a certain kind of a specialization to write true crime. You could mm-hmm. either be a journalist, you could be either be a perpetrator, a victim, or a lawyer, or a police, or an mm-hmm. investigator. I mean, mm-hmm. these are the limited uh, professions you should be in to really write true crime. So I think yes, but there is a lot of uh, scope, and I think that market is really untapped. In it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in fact, like there's so there's so much scope for true crime writing in India. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's sort of strange that it's not more exploited. Exactly. I mean, as a genre, don't you think? Exactly, and that's what the, I think. That's the only reason you have very limited, very limited people can write about it, right? Because otherwise, you do not have the authority, you do not have the access, you do not have the insight, right? Because I mean, yes. 
yeah so you require you require a sort of also you know what i found uh, quite fascinating was how you you know you uh, you draw this picture of dombivli i never thought of i mean i had some distinctive feeling there but i never thought of dombivli and you know as a place where such things were happening you know sorry i did not get that I mean, I, I said I never thought of Dombivli as a place where such. <laughs> <laughs> We just thought of Dombivli, okay, as one of those far-flung suburbs, right. you know, yeah. uh, on the uh, central line. But beyond that, it didn't impinge on your consciousness. But obviously, you know, uh, Ithane had more of a uh, right. maybe right. presence. Right. But uh, so I like how you've kind of fle- uh, you give. infused life into dombivli as more than <laughs> it took a lot of work what <laughs> about that yeah. i was walking on dombivli personality <laughs> <laughs> there were so many days where i was just randomly walking along the streets of dombivli because i was just trying to you know, reach the sense of the place like understand what it is because yeah even i think i've never been to dombivli before that before this book happened and uh, yeah uh, i mean you just hear of it as a satellite town you know which is just working to keep mumbai alive i mean that that's the sole purpose you think of it as that way but it's mm. it was in its own and plus uh, for the underworld they get uh, sasta criminals no they get criminals for mm. or they who uh, do the jobs for uh, lesser money so mm. big uh, hunting ground for these gangs from mumbai used to be at the time when rahul was just getting in so yeah mm. even uh, i even i was surprised that you know that uh, there, there was major recruitment from mm. the world from uh, in these places yeah this thing about how he was so inspired by satya that he <laughs> called it, i yeah. mean a lot of us love love biku mathre <laughs> yeah yeah of course but this guy just made, you know he kind of took on the character <laughs> so uh you know i'm i'm wondering what what somebody like uh, ram gopal verma who actually made the film would think of this have you actually like read it have you sent it to him <laughs> no no i haven't sent it to him, sent it to him but i think ram gopal verma was also at the helm of some extortion threats i'm not sure uh, yes yeah rahul didn't do it uh, but i don't think it came from rahul or his gang but he was at the helm of threats so i'm not sure if he'll respond nicely to it plus uh, quite, <laughs> plus although the character is like iconic it's quite unflattering right that somebody has been inspired to become a gangster because of yeah. and plus this guy was like you know used to watch it academically after it came out he watched it 18 times in that first year and oh, yeah. mannerisms to the brazenness uh, to everything like he just wanted to be like that and that's how he took on the name biku as a pseudonym Wow. <laughs> wow, that's really something. You know, I I don't know as as a creator of 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 a film yeah. when it has this sort of effect. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. I, I don't think Mr. Varma wants to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so some that's a some I shared it uh, shared it recently and somebody tagged Manoj Bajpai Um, no, no, no! Yeah, for that, he must be proud of. Yeah, must be proud of the character. He feels so terrible. You know, I guilt him out. Yeah, exactly. So, what does Rahul Jadhav himself think about the book? Has he, like, you know, he's read it and uh, he's happy with it. Uh, he's embarrassed about a few bits. But Which bits? Bits about him losing control. Yeah, for instance, there was that time when. 
he went to his bar and he returned home only in a vest and an underwear yeah he, yeah he did not realize that he was just wearing that he did not realize his clothes were missing until his mother pointed it out you know so Gosh. I think he feels really embarrassed. But then he was taking those pills and he'd gone completely bonkers. I mean, those pills, I mean, his mother was uh, prescribed one a day and he was taking like 10 a day. So those, God. Yeah, so those are not, they can drive you crazy and they did. So he is embarrassed about And I think he has a lot of moving on to do still hmm. because... Uh, Maybe still, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, for instance, he can't read my first book front page because that too has a lot to do with Underworld. He cannot watch Satya. He cannot have uh, the irony. He cannot watch Satya now because uh, it reminds him too much of himself from those days. So I think he has a lot of moving on to do. And I hope in a couple now that he's married and he has a good job at the same rehab where um, he uh, was able to fix himself. So I think... Uh, in a couple of years, he should be there. But as a player, he has a lot of moving on to do still. He doesn't realize it. But uh, mm-hmm. as somebody who has spoken to him at length, I can say that, you know, he's still a little hesitant. You mean he, because of his own sort of uh, uh, difficulty that he finds in accepting himself? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And plus, uh, I mean, I think he has accepted himself. But I think he still see, seeks that validation somewhere from others. He'll tell me, Are, madam, you know, this guy invited me to his wedding. So he takes a lot of uh, uh, pride from the fact, from that validation that somebody's invited to the wedding or to their son's birthday party. So that means a lot, you know, and it wouldn't mean a lot had he been over it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's this deep sense of shame that he has to get over, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. so he has done, I mean, he's run 10,000 kilometers and he finds running very liberating. For He always tells me that, you know, real running starts after you've run 50 kilometers. And beyond that, he does not feel his, uh, his feet are burning. He does not feel them. It's just him and it's just the wind that he's moving through, you know, like just moving through space and time without feeling anything and he's just internalizing thinking about his life so that is liberating him in a way you know it's mm-hmm. a, a state of nirvana that he enters but he mm-hmm. still has to move on I think a couple of years and he'll be fine hopefully this book you know gets him get uh, uh, gets his story to people and hopefully they appreciate his story and I think mm-hmm. that will also be a kind of a validation for him right the biggest in fact because He's very happy about this book. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, he, his story is amazing, and the fact that he, I mean, so how how many gangsters can do, you know, turn themselves around and, you know, do something like this? Exactly. I don't know. Hmm. I, I haven't heard of many. Exactly. I've just I just know of one who's become a vegetable vendor, uh, and this and Rahul. I do not know of anyone else. He's become a vegetable vendor. Yeah, there's this guy. Uh, who was also with the Mumbai Underworld and he's become a vegetable vendor. So there are a lot of like, yeah, so there are a lot. Uh, for example, there's, there are many stories of addicts. For example, there was this person in Rahul's rehab who used to, who was a rickshaw driver and who used to do drugs. And then eventually he turned his life around and he was featured on MasterChef India, which is... Are you, mm, yes, you mentioned him. Yes, yes. He's an inspiration to Rahul, right? You yes. mentioned him as an ad in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Manjula, for reading it so closely. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I really liked the book. Okay, I like. I mean, I enjoyed the true crime. I mean, and you know, when you said uh, Truman Capote and all, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when I read read the book, I thought, oh, there's so much detailing, and you know, it's like such an insight into this life and in this mm-hmm. into this way of living. You yeah. know, yeah. to be a gangster. and you know all that so yeah. very very gripping read i thought and i read it at one go so fantastic thank you that's a very big compliment and you're one of the first readers the book is not out yet as you know so you're one of the first readers so okay, thank you so much thank you <laughs> okay so great pooja thanks for talking to me and uh, uh, well everybody go out and get this book gangster on the run it's by pooja changoiwala it's very interesting it's a good read and i really enjoyed it so thank you. thank you for having me it was a pleasure being with you and ht such a, it was a very good talk thank you okay thanks bye bye manjula bye this was a hindustan times production brought to you by ht smartcast ht smartcast I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising April on your favorite podcast app.